Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Stetzel. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Not bad. How about you? Good. So we'll call this the post-election podcast. Right? Yeah. We, we're recording this like the day after the election. And we had a good, you know, long discussion, regardless of what side you fall on. It's just one thing I am glad is that it's at least over. But now that, mm. you know, I find it funny because now like, well, what do you, what does one talk about now? it's not really over we we still are waiting with bated breath to see who actually wins the election so i know um so close (sighs) this year yeah it was really close well you know you know the thing as we were talking about earlier and i'm still trying to see if it is close or not you know there's still so much vote out that maybe at the end of the day it's really a lot more vote than we thought but still it's kind of it is annoying. It, it'd be nice. It would, it would be nice to start the day knowing something, but well, it is what it is. I'm just trying to get past the fact that I forgot my wallet at home. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible. Well, you go to the office. So, uh, that's one thing that most people aren't doing today. I don't think. Yeah, no. Office. You know, that's the well, other the other thing, right? COVID is. Uh, so I'm based in El Paso, and that's where COVID seems to be having a really hard time. I heard there's like 3,000 cases today. Insane. Yeah, just today, 3,100 3, or something like that. So it's just Jeez. pretty, that's just kind of gives you a little kind of step back, you know. So I did some recent traveling. Uh, funny thing, I went to, um, I was in Seattle uh, this past weekend. And uh, of course, my family gets very concerned about, oh, you got to be careful, you know, the flying. And actually, I found flying very easy. Everybody's just cool. I find but, staying in El Paso is the risk. Not flying somewhere else. Honestly, staying in El Paso is a risk. I think I'm going away from risk as opposed to risk. (laughs) That's too funny. Um, But alas, what? So what's what's uh, what? What exciting things have you done this past week, uh, Chris? Yeah, I've been um, from a community standpoint. I've been thinking about. I think our last podcast was a little bit about budgeting and and things like that. Mm. Um, and I'll probably get some of that. Um, and so really I'm trying to think about, I'm going to call it a champions program. Uh, I don't have anything like that. And it's really, uh, the start of a champions program today we have. So I don't know, eight, nine, 10 months ago, I started, um, recognizing certain customers and partners on the, uh, mm. in community. And the way I did that was I'd, I would ask them a bunch of questions, say, Hey, would you like to be a I used to call it Impervian, but um, that's something we call it internal. So I just changed the name recently to Champion. And so I just sent him an email and said, hey, you know, I want mm. you to be a champion. You know, and if you fill out these questions, uh, we'll put this cool little write-up about you that says, you know, uh, Chris Detzel, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll write up a, an entire blog about you as well. And then, um, then that makes you a champion. <laughs> so, but... What I want to do is formalize a program. <laughs> what do you get as a champion? You get you get a, a blog okay. write-up. Okay, no, that's the formalization. Yeah, and and uh, I write up a blog about them, or I get one written up, and then they have this cool little, what do you call it, a little picture of them with a little uh, statement, you know, on the front <laughs> page of community.imperva.com, uh, and I'll put it there for a month. So I think I've had seven of them so far. Um, 
uh, and now I have this little, like we just had our first birthday for um, Imperva community. Uh, and I created this um, uh, page and put this kind of picture of all of our champions that we've had with their quotes of how community helps them. Uh, and then put coming soon, more about the champions oh, program. Um, and so uh, what I'm thinking about, well, what I push it, would like to push out in January-ish is an entire program, or at least the start of the entire program. So one, a badging system. So you get a badge for every little, I mean, it's just basic stuff. It's stuff, you know, but that yeah, I really haven't, stuff, right? yeah. haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. really had time to do or, you know. Have you thought about? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I mean, I totally interrupted you. So have you thought about like what the names of those levels should be or because I always thought that was the fun part. Well, see, as you as you know, from my past experience, you know, that's not really my forte, um, but I have to do it. And so there's a lot of levels to kind of what what I want to do. One is just a badging program that, you know, if you have, if you do 15 discussion questions, five discussions, or you blog, or you like something or whatever, all that stuff is you start getting a bunch of badges and things like that, which leads up to these different levels, whatever that means. And so level one, two, and three, uh, and then getting a badge or a ribbon, you know, put on there. And then three is, so that's, that's two parts. And then third part would be, you know, um, the leaderboard, which gets them points and everything else. And the fourth part could be, um, uh, is, is that you can, you know, we have a swag store or building out that what a swag store looks like and everything else. And then, you know, then when you get to this certain thing, you can become like, um, you know, part of a program, a champions program, because you've helped so many people because you've done this. Now you have special access to, you know, uh, product managers or the directors of technology from the CTO team or whatever, or there's a Slack channel that, you know, you now can be a part of because you're helping so many people, but stay in here. You have to continue helping people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, then, yeah, well, that's how you keep your, your the, the points, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so developing that program out and then, um, you know, because this year was a lot about developing out the webinar program which that was sort of by accident, uh, but it just took off. And that was <laughs> one way to really engage. I mean, once I found that there was value, I, I, I thought there would be. But when we tried it, there was, and customers needed it. And then it just gave me a way to accomplish like four or five different things at one time. So the webinar program allowed me to do, you know, uh, create video content, create engagement with our customers, create um, blog content and, and Q&As from all these yeah. webinars. But I need to continue that. But now, you know, one of the problems I would like to solve is instead of begging people from Imperva experts to answer questions from customers, I need customers to really start doing that. And the way that obviously you do that is through, you know, it's, it, it's it's curated or it's content created by your users, right? So that's the that's the key at the end of the day is to get them to do some of that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't help, you know, kind of say, well, you know, I would do this instead or whatever, you know, and have our experts get on there. But I, I need to create a program that now really focuses on the customer really helping, you know, because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do anyways. Um, and then creating, 
I like the idea of, as I branch out of something I did at uh, Forrester Research was kind of these small group studies, right? Your small group peer-to-peer networking type things. You get these kind of people that are maybe focused in on this one area. So it could be the data security area versus application security. And, you know, we don't have to put them by products, but just by kind of areas. And then these five, 10 people. Yeah, create kind of like these round tables. These round tables, and then we can start creating agendas for them and a bunch of other stuff. You know, that that's kind of the future, but um, mm. because that's really what they want, anyways, is peer to peer networking and, and and all that kind of stuff. And how do you do that? You know, because if you look at Imperfect Community, it, it started out, it's, it's right now, it's a support community, and that's what it's all about. But, you know, if we want to move one, if we want to move just from kind of these uh, influencers, which they're very much of influencers. They use the products on a daily basis, every day, all day. They have questions about the products and everything else. But if we want to get a higher level, you know, to get to the director of, you know, uh, security or the CISO or whatever, right? You know, we have to have these higher level kinds of conversations. And then, um, you know, that way it's not always specifically about products and things like that. That's where I see kind of the imperfect community moving towards, it's always going to be a support community. So that in itself, but I also want to think higher level and, and, and having these true networking type things. And then when we have events and things like that, um, you know, uh, we, we can have like breakouts or whatever, a day before the event come for the community event that we're going to have just personalized for you. And we'll have agendas set. We'll have peers talking about, you know, case studies and all this kind of cool stuff, you know, that I know we can do. Um, and that kind of stuff. Anyways, and, and would you do this a lot of stuff. And just as you're kind of, I'm so, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm listening to the brainstorm because yeah, I think yeah. that's part of the cool thing. about. It. Uh, do you, in, in that view, do you see it more as a, um, a face to face or is it, for when when COVID eventually does uh, ends, or is it more of a virtual kind of roundtable thing that you just um, kind of talk? Well, through? I think I think you could do virtual roundtables at first, right? Like so it's fine, but future wise, when COVID's not around, or mostly not around, or whatever you want to call it, um, then there are like Imperva. I know wants to have face to face events. We've never we've been around for twenty years and never had an event or a user event, and so I know over time it's in there. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, but we we now are gonna st- we st- starting to look at that uh, at not face to face, but more virtual user event. But then eventually they'll move to these face to face. But the the other pieces and to get off a little bit are user groups. I haven't even thought about that right now because you know, like why should I? Since you know, there's no face to face, but there's probably opportunity to have these user group. Alassian does this really cool thing with their community is. I mean, they have a lot of people in their community running that, but they they own user groups, and and then you know they send out you know sometimes swag or or they buy them pizza or whatever, and you have people from the community managing these user groups uh, and getting people together, you know. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but over time, you know, two years from now, we could have something like that, you know. Um, so. Yeah, they 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 see that as a moment of, of uh, conversational, like that's it's it's a thing to meet. So the face to face becomes a of of an avenue to meet other yeah. people like that. But I'm sure most of everything that I do for this next year is going to be virtual. Uh, you know, and unless hmm. you know, at some some point, 
you know, six, eight, 12 months or eight months from now, you know, we find a vaccine for uh, COVID, then, you know, why should I, I mean, maybe I should plan for it in my head and maybe put it on a roadmap 12 months from now. But uh, the, the face-to-face is just not, I mean, that's a year problem, I guess. <laughs> So and that's the way I'm going to see it. The way you always say that's it, a two year. In this case, it's a year problem, not a two year problem, most likely. <laughs> but something I, well, I'll go solve that in a year, you know, um, and see where we are. At. Yeah. But I, I do think that there is important to face to face. So, go ahead. No, no, no. It, it isn't, and, and I think there's a little delay in, in us t- talking back and forth. But do, do you? Well, kind of stepping back a little bit. So when you do like virtual events. And let me speak through personal experience, or at least my view, and I'd be curious to see how you've seen it. Um, what I've seen a lot of in the financial industry is there are a lot of third parties, third party vendors. That's pretty much how you get anything done in the financial industry. Just you have to work with partners. That's one. Two, as a result, uh, they focus on a lot of outreach to sell their business, clearly, right? B2B. And part of that out, outreach is in, is in face-to-face uh, conferences and like, clearly that's not happening during COVID. So I've been invited to a lot of these uh, virtual conferences, virtual, a lot of stuff. And I sign up for them and then I never go. Uh, partly because two reasons. <laughs> no, no, no. I, this is why I'm curious whether what, how successful it's been for you. For two reasons. One, um, it'll say like all day. I am not going to be on a meeting all day. So right, that kind of gives me a little pushback. And then two, um, you you know, you you put it as like, I'm going to go like two weeks ago or whatever. And then all of a sudden the week comes in and then you decided to start putting in meetings (laughs) because you need to, and then it just just drops from the, you know, your priority. Um, I've not been able to crack the nut on how to get people to show up uh, in large mass, you know, to some of these things. I think that one the way so today I just have virtual webinars. So these webinars are generally focused in. I think I've me- mentioned what they're about, but on a specific topic or a product or whatever, and go deeper and, and and things like that. And those webinars have multi purposes. Um, and those purposes are one is is to create helpful videos for our customers to use their products more. Two is to to um, to engage those customers, so have them ask questions and 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 talk to our experts and those kinds of things. Create also create blog content and how-to content. So that's and, and it's been pretty successful, right? Like so, you know, I'll, I'll get it depends on the topic, but you know, I generally get about thirty to forty to fifty depends on the topic, but thirty to 40, 50 people that show up, and that includes our partners and our customers and a few employees that show up, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. generally there's a good thing for that. Now, when we talk about events, you're right. I get the same issue, right? Like, you know, the CR network put on, you know, this community thing, uh, put on an event and I actually spoke at one of them sort of, and, uh, higher logic is putting on an event. C- the CMX just put on an event They're I guess they're going to do another one, you know, like it's just, it's nonstop, and I'm sure it is within you know the the cybersecurity space. I'm sure it is with the banking space and financial space and whatever space. Everybody's for free can go to all these conferences, you know, because these companies are trying to, you know, um, 
you know, get more out of what they can, you know, and so in Perma, we'll do the same thing. We'll yeah, have a user yeah. event and will it be a two day event, you know, and, and they're just going to be like you and me. I mean, some of them will show up and some of them won't. And so uh, just everybody's trying to figure it out. And so everybody's just trying to do it, you know, and so it, it has settled down one way or another at some point, even if they're virtual events, I mean, it's just a new thing and everybody wants to make sure they're on top of it and they're being on the forefront of everything, you know, and that doesn't, that, mm. that doesn't exclude us, you know, we want to as well. So if you're not the first to do it, if you don't, I mean, try, then, you know, then you could be missing out, you know, we're tr all looking to find dollars somewhere. Yeah, so Anyways. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I, no, this is, this is very fascinating. So just to understand logic, it's the idea of, uh, yes, it may not be the most efficient tool, but if you don't do it, you'll fall off of the list of, um, in other words, you have to be front of mind, which I agree. I, I have, I have no pushback at that on that at all. You have to be very much in consideration. Um, I just I wonder how to kind of lump this whole virtual meeting trap. And my thought was around um, I, webinars. I've attended webinars, which is very fascinating. It, it's very it's one hour of your time, very simple. You listen in. Uh, you you get the white paper afterwards or whatever. Um, it's informational. They tend to be, even though you know they're kind of selling their stuff, but it's they still give a lot of data and information, and it's uh, consumable, right? Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, I've done post interaction. So maybe I didn't go to the actual event, like the long one hour thing, but I was given access to go to their recorded session. Uh, which I have made use to, uh, use, use of, uh, I'm just thinking about, you know, some, some things, uh, around that. Um, and it's probably why, I mean, cause your webinars have done very well. Um, yeah. and it makes sense. Cause that, that seems like a very digestible, we got to look at your audience too. Like our, our, our people want, or our customers and partners want to know more about the product. It's complex. It's hard to use. So this isn't, Hey, mm. I'm trying to sell you something. I'm just trying to get you use it better. That's, that's, that's all I'm true. trying to do. Yeah, that, that is generally, very, right? So it's a different yeah, yeah, yeah. mindset than hosting a user event. So when a company hosts a user event, like higher logic or Imperva or whatever, they're trying to get all their customers to this event. So they, they can do, a new product demonstrations roadmap, uh, and, and then they want to do, get customers to do some stuff, you know. And so they're just trying to push out their products, you know, uh, as much as possible. When Higher Logic does it, you know, uh, love Higher Logic, but you know they have a user conference every year. What's their goal? Is we want you to meet our staff and our people and how you know we're all about the community management space. And they well, have people like you me do it. Yeah, presenting, that's, that's and and I want to present because. It helps me to grow, you know, and so uh, not everybody feels that mm. the same way. But so I'm happy to do it and happy to share my experiences, <laughs> you know, see myself grow. <laughs> well, you know, it helps me to be able to talk to executives and things like that, you know. And so there are benefits yeah, yeah, to yeah, those I'm, conferences, I'm but you're right. So like some of these conferences are all day for three or four days on the, you know, like doing this and like. I went to a few and I'm like, I'm not going to go to this whole thing. Screw it. I'll just go to the networking thing. But um, some of them are like, I think Higher Logic's doing it within a two week span. So it's just kind of on Monday, we'll have this. On Wednesday, we'll have this, you know. And so everybody's trying different formats, a whole entire two days or scattered out between two weeks. So 
you have those kind of user events. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's, it, it is interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this kind of pull us back into the original discussion, which is around, um, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> I, I, that's how I love how our conversations go. No, no, no. Um, was centered around how you were thinking about, mm. uh, you New call year. them champion. Yeah. Champion groups. Yeah. Champions, champions. And, the thought process about, hey, kind of migrate into this idea of a user group. We're just kind of brainstorming off of it. And then from a user group, uh, or, or correct me wrong, it maybe went into this idea of virtual roundtables first, then maybe user groups. Yeah. But I was very curious because I've tried, I've, I've attempted, and I have not been, I will be uh, fully admit, I have not been very successful in doing like uh user groups. And I always thought that would have been like the coolest thing to do is like the, like a level to your brand is to say people are so excited about your brand so much that they're willing to take not only their time of the day, but to physically go somewhere to meet somebody about yeah. your brand, right. And talk about it. So I thought that was, that to yeah. me was a very cool and thing to do. I, I agree. And, and I'm not saying that I'm putting that together right now, but it is an opportunity in the future on, you know, where does Imperva want to go, you know, with their user group programs and stuff like that. And is that something that it only makes sense that community owns it, but you know, do we want to invest in those kinds of things? Does it work? We know it works, mm. but it's not always about those customers that are all you know that are just imperva kind of champions. That's part of it, mm. but it's those people are bringing in their peers from other companies and places, and imperva is just sponsoring it, you know, and so. They could talk about Imperva stuff, but they're talking about other security issues like their security architecture and what that looks like and, you know, how do they get buy-in on, you know, other things that they need to buy or do or how do they get resources or, you know, that's – those are the kinds of things that they talk about. Not, well, you know, I was using the damn product of Imperva and did this. I'm not saying that they don't talk about that, but that's probably not going to be the topic <laughs> you know, that they talk about every time, you know, about a, a, a perma product. It's just not, you know, and, and just, I mean, nobody yeah. just, Oh, I'm, I'm part of this cool community thing from Imperva and they're sponsoring it la, 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 and they're off, you know? And so it just, yeah, it, it's, it's all about getting the word out about that Imperva exists and that, you know, they're supporting us and it's kind of a cool place, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty cool, you know? So, I don't know. I mean, hmm. there's all kinds of ways. It's funny as I kind of think about how people want to engage and, and the way people want to engage is different. Some people want to engage in, online and do forums and things like that. Some people want to get on telecom or, you know, webinars and engage in that way. Some people want to do face to face. It's a channel. It's just another channel, right? That community. Yeah, can, it's a channel. Bring, exactly you know? correct. And the way you optimize that channel. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, it, it's mind or it, it's somewhat stressful to think about all those channels and how to get them all to work, you know, <laughs> so it, it, all goes well. it goes That's all right. well with community, but do. <laughs> I'm just like, there's a lot of ways we can engage our customers, but you know, how do we do one or two things well, rather than 10 things and just kind of go here and there and there and there and there, you know, I remember being at Forster, oh, yeah, it's like, not, that doesn't work. You know, but it's hard not yeah. to go that way, you know, so. Yes, exactly. Correct. It's very hard not to go that way uh, because you're trying to get stuff out the door and you want people to come to you. Um, yeah. And the more you feel you have a trumpet to talk about it, 
you feel like you can do it better, but it is, it, it, it's still difficult to think through. Like even, even this idea of a champions group is still, you have to think through what does that mean? And I, and as, I a, as you were brainstorming, I know we're coming close to the end, this idea of you were trying to do tiered benefits, like, well, yeah. if they're in this thing, then they have these benefits. If they have this, they have in these benefits. And that's um, just stressful to think it's, about it's too. It's a lot to think about. And <laughs> it's, it's not like, something you do in your, in, by yourself in a closed room. You almost have to have a group yeah. of people and especially those who really know the customer. I know, you know, your customers very well. But there may be some needs that they want access. Like, for example, being in a TI, they wanted direct access to the FAE. FAE was a uh, field applications engineer. Yeah. So they just wanted to directly talk to that. And I say guy because it was, I think it was only maybe one or two um, FAEs or female. Um, and they just wanted to talk directly to him. Because they don't want to talk to the sales guy. They don't want to talk to the – they just want to talk to the person who knows the product the best. And they want to ask some questions specifically. Almost like a t- tutor. Uh, so when you offered that as a benefit, like you get to go talk to this person, they were like, yeah, sign me up. You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's intriguing. And, and it's a whole – there's a whole philosophy around gamification and, mm. and all of those things that it's just uh, – it's like you have to be an expert just in those kinds of programs to really do amazingly well. I mean, I get the gist of it. I understand it ish, but there's a whole philosophy around it. You know, somebody, people get degrees in this shit. You know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, okay. the professor of gamification, which I find fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I know it works and I've got to do it, but I'll just implement things slowly, you know, to, See what I can do. Even the badging kind of stresses me out. You know, I'm like, okay, create a badge for five <laughs> discussions and 15 discussions and this, and then watch it here. It just, but then, you know, then what is next? It, but it all kind of comes together. And so I'm pushing myself hard to, to do that. Um, at the end of the day, I've seen others do it at the beginning of the community. Uh, when they start their community, probably the better approach, but um, it's just a lot to think about. Yeah, it's tough. So, but yeah, that's it what I'm working tough. on. Yeah. Well, Chris, once again, we've somehow were able to <laughs> to chit chat through another uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I love I love uh, talking through this. Uh, to be very frank, I, I find this all very fascinating, and I thank you for sharing as always. Of course. Well, thanks, Michael. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, nice talking to you. Have a, uh, this is Michael Sandoval. Um, yeah, and I'm Chris Detzel. All right. Thank you guys very much. Have a, have a good afternoon. All right. Bye-bye.